Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather. My name is Ann Ortley. I'm an astrologer here in New York City, and I'm sitting at the bright red desk, and it is a rainy Sunday. And having lived through many Memorial Days in my life, Memorial Day weekends, it always rains on Memorial Day weekend. It's technically the beginning of the summer for Northern Hemisphere folk, but there's this whole other energy of rain, rain. And I think it's because it tears for those who have passed, tears for the memories, tears for the soldiers who've died. It was inaugurated to honor soldiers. Uh, but also I think it makes us all think about um, the ends of things, you know, the timing, the memorial. What, is, what do we want to memorialize? What's important to us? Where are we in our memorial function? So as we sit here at the week ahead, we have tomorrow off, Monday. Uh, so I do do a podcast Monday night, which will not be there because we're, um, we're not open. Uh, both Heather is off on her 20th anniversary, and Mark is off with his beloved wife, Eileen. And um, yeah, so I'm home alone with the cat. <laughs> but we'll be, you know, we'll be okay. You know, it's all, all part of the journey of Memorial Day. So we're going to look at the week ahead. This is the week of May 3-0-2-0-2-1. And, of course, Monday is a holiday in the States. Um, And we have this energy of new beginnings, new ideas, new connections, because we're in spring, going into summer soon. But also, this is a lot of energy in the sky. There's eclipses up there right now. And what eclipses are is when the sun gets within 15 degrees of the nodes of fate, we reach fated, F-A-T-E-D, turning points in our lives. So there was an eclipse this Wednesday that was at 5, Gemini Sag. So it brought up stuff from November of 2019 and stuff from summer last year, August 27th of 2020. And now it's back up in the air. We're looking at it. We're talking to it. We're working with it again. And we're trying to figure out, you know, how to handle it, what to do with it, and what, what it's going to look like. Um, And it came up as a full moon, so it's emotional, and we'll have the closing square in February, which shifts us into a different space and time. And then we have a full, a new moon eclipse on June 10th. That one's going to be at 19 of Gemini. And it's interesting because Mercury stationed to go retrograde on Saturday, and he's now retrograde. And he will be captured between the sun and the moon on that eclipse. So Mercury retrograde means we bring back our ghosts, people from our past return. We feel like we're talking to folk, and they're they're giving us, uh, they're calling us, they're asking if they can connect with us. They're trying to, you know, kind of communicate on a deeper level. So it's a really good time to talk to people you haven't heard from in a while. If you've been thinking about somebody because of the retrograde, maybe reach out. Um, There's important things to be heard and learned now, and it's a time of reflection. It's a time of thinking back. Retrogrades invite us to think back. It is in Gemini, so it is recognizing that forces, people, ideas, voices will be divided, that there's a division that takes place, that I think this, you think that, which is true. Uh, We have Athena and Neptune meeting in the sky And Athena is our strategy for proceeding, and Neptune is our dream. And they're squaring the nodes of fate. So they're encouraging us to proceed with our dream, whatever it is. 
in a new direction, in a new way, in a new point, in a new purpose. But they're also saying to us, you know, reflect on what you thought your dream was. Neptune and Athena are in a situation we call the bends, meaning they're squaring the nodes of fate. So they're inviting us to think twice, think again, come up with a new strategy, come up with a new approach, figure out, you know, what that actually looks like, you know, and how do we connect in with it and what do we do with it. So it's an interesting energy uh, in terms of how we're going to use it and what we're going to use around it. So it's um, an interesting week ahead. And, of course, we're going from full to new moon and on eclipses because the lights are right next to the nodes of fate. A lot of times people leave. Uh, If you've been hanging out kind of close, thinking about going, leaving off, taking off, doing something else, and, you know, even just leaving planet Earth. Uh, Because the nodes are in Gemini, Gemini's pets. You know, Facebook is my avatar of um, finding things, you you know, a lot of pet leaving. We also had those children that were just found in Canada. And somebody had tweeted me or texted me or, I don't know, I never know quite where these things come from, but I wanted to say it might have been Facebook writing and saying, what's with the kids being discovered and, you know, the bodies being discovered? Um, And Niobe is on Jupiter. So Jupiter in Pisces uh, is um, on Niobe, the asteroid Niobe, and she lost her children. She lost, she had 12 children, or maybe 12 boys and 12 girls. There was a 12 in there somewhere. But at any rate, all her children were killed, and her husband killed himself. And she wandered the earth. She turned to pale blue and wandered the earth mourning. Now, when Jupiter first went on Niobe, we had the bombing of the school in um, Afghanistan because the Taliban bombed the school with all the little girls in it that were killed. Like 150 little girls were killed and other children were hurt. So Niobe is on Jupiter, which is making us aware of the loss of children. You know, the role of parents losing children, the role of children leaving. And uh, when someone asked about that, I thought, oh, that's, that's definitely Niobe. And it's also Mercury is releasing and telling us where things are. He's showing us where things we need to find, you know, things we hadn't maybe noticed or we didn't know about. He's kind of piping up and saying, hey, hey, there's this thing going on over here. And we're kind of like, oh, wow. Um, what is it? You know, I, I didn't know about that. Or maybe I did know about that, but I didn't know quite how to handle it. Remember, Venus is, Mercury's come inbounds now. He's not out of bounds anymore. Um, but Venus is out of bounds. And Venus is out of bounds in Gemini. Uh, right now she's at 20. You know, she's rolling along. She's at 26. This week she's going to go into Cancer. Uh, but she is a Gemini, so it's the sign of children. And then, of course, when the school was bombed in, in Afghanistan, it was little girls. So there's an understanding of the energy of lost children. Uh, and even our own childhoods. You know, we had our childhood and an innocence lost, a recognition of, wow, you know, up until then I realized, and at that moment I realized forever I was changed. It's, there's a little bit of that energy in the sky. Or remembering, right, because retrogrades bring back stuff, remembering when we were young, when we had those thoughts earlier. So it's an interesting time for us this week with Mercury retrograde through the eclipses. Now, the eclipses take place every 18 years in either 8 or 10 days in a few minutes, 27 minutes, I think, something like that. I used to know that. Uh, But they also occur at the same degree every 19 years. 
So think back to what was going on <clears throat> for you in May and early June of 2002, May and early June of 1983, May and early June of 1964. Those were years when things were shifting, were changing, were turning into something new. Uh, and the eclipse on this Gemini point kind of invites us, encourages us, and asks us to move forward. So it's an interesting time, and our, our job with this energy is to really be gentle with ourselves for a couple of reasons. One, it, you know, eclipses make everybody emotional. And two, Mars is in Cancer. So every couple of days when the moon changes signs, Mars changes his emotions, and he gets a little kicked up, you know, because he's in Cancer. He's feeling really kind of sensitive. And um, as we look at Mars changing signs this week, you know, today he is an Aquarius. He's in Capricorn Aquarius. Uh, and then he's going to be in Aquarius uh on Tuesday, Wednesday, he's going into Pisces. Thursday, Friday, he goes into Aries. Uh, he's in fr- Aries on Friday afternoon, and then he's into, he's into Aries through Taurus on Sunday. So he's in the back end of the Zodiac. When we think Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, we're working with the community and the collective signs. But Capricorn's a little bit of a tough uh, place for the moon to be. It's in its detriment. And it meets up with Pluto, you know, it's its closing aspect with, with Pluto. But it also speaks to us about the structures that we're making and the choices that we're doing and why we're picking things. And then the Aquarius energy is very much about the group, the community, the collective, and why we go there. And then the Pisces energy has a lot to do with that that feeling of emotion and how it works in the world. And then Aries certainly speaks to uh, new beginnings. So there's a lot of energy in the world around how that proceeds and how that works. And our job with this is to recognize that we are in transitional times. We're shifting and changing into something new. And I think one of the things that happens with this energy is there can be a bit of a rush to judgment and a bit of an assumption. You know, one of the things I've been observing is people making assumptions about things and saying, well, you know, it should be like this very Mars and Cancer, very protective, very territorial, rather than looking and assessing the situation for what it could be or what are its other options, not approaching it. Remember, Mars and Cancer is in its detriment in Cancer because it's very personal, takes everything as personal insult, thinks it's like, well, I'm right, you're wrong, and it's aggressive. Mars and Cancer is pretty aggressive. So we go, okay, be aggressive. You know, you don't have to, we don't have to get along. I don't have to work with you. I can go do my own thing. And and we're all going to be making those kinds of decisions over this next week. With Mercury retrograde, a lot of reveals, a lot of opportunities to reverse our decisions. And then when in the middle of this Mercury retrograde, we're going to have the second Uranus-Saturn square. Now, the Uranus-Saturn square, we had the first one February 17th. The second one is the 14th of June. The third one is December 24th. And what it's asking us to do is to restructure to restructure our lives, to restructure our purpose, restructure our ability, restructure who we are. And I would suggest one of the things that's helpful with this energy is to kind of look at your own structures and watch where you're reacting and then kind of say, okay, am I reacting to that because I don't agree with it? Or am I reacting with that because I feel it needs to be changed? And then if I feel it needs to be changed, do I want to step in and change it? Or do I want to just sit in my little butt and complain? 
right? And if I want to sit on my little butt and complain, that's perfectly fine, but you're complaining. You're not helping and stepping in. If you want to step in and take action and do it, great. But it's very easy to sit, especially with these aspects, and throw stones because <laughs> the Neptune stuff is all about, well, <laughs> and we make assumptions, and we make decisions, and we make our ideas of, well, I'm right and you're not. And our our job with this energy is to go, well, that was a little righteous. And when you watch the righteousness, remember that's lower form Sag. The south node is in Sagittarius, right? And so when we look at these things, we have to look at them and understand with Jupiter and Pisces right now, he's suggesting that part of how we get to a place is we, we learn how to do it with dialogue. We learn how to do it with conversation. And if we go Mercury retrograde, well, I'm not going to talk to you or I don't want to listen to you because I don't think you have anything to say, there's no opportunity for the dialogue. There's no opportunity for the conversation because we're arguing about it, because we have a position. And then if somebody says something to us, we go, and then rather than listening to what they say, and but what's happening is everybody's being really snarky because Mars is coming in to square Plu- oppose Pluto and he's going to square Eris, right? So people are in the mood to fight. And this is going to be a rough week that way. That's why I'm giving you the front end before I say it's a rough week because I don't want you going, oh my God, she's going to say it's going to be a rough week. <laughs> I wanted you getting thinking. I wanted you thinking about what I was saying before we get into the rough week part, because <laughs> this week Mars is really active, and he is squaring Eris, the goddess of discord, and he is coming to oppose Pluto in Capricorn. And now remember, when he met with Pluto in Capricorn in March of last year, that was when COVID started, and then all july august september october november december he was in aries squaring the air the capricorn now he's in cancer opposing opposing it arguing with it pushing at it poking at it and uh and then he's also throwing in a square with aries for the good the good of it so part of our job and i and i would just and i know with me too you know i've, I've been uh working at this uh Norwalk conference which is a great conference out on the west coast and you know i listen to the lectures and then i read the comments you know and you read the comments and they kind of say snarky little things and i'm kind of like yeah well you know step up and do something don't sit and complain and it's easy to complain it's easy to complain and you may find yourself in the situation this week where you're in the mood to complain and I would say, okay, what's the, what's the step up you're going to do to change it? If you're not going to step up to change it and you're just going to sit there and complain, move over. You know, move over, move on, go somewhere else. If you're going to step up and take action and say, okay, this is what I personally am going to do to make the world a better place, this is the week to do it, the week to start thinking about it. You don't have to do it just yet. But this is the week where it's going to be pointed out to you maybe where you're, you need to look, where you need to look at what's going on because of the opposition. And it's a trine, and it's a sextile, and it's Athena on Neptune, and it says it's Earth school. We're learning. We're not perfect. We make our, we make our steps. We figure our things out. We move forward, 
if we're going to play the game where we take our ball and go home, then we can't complain that nobody's playing the game with us because we're the ones that took our ball and went home. If we're going to say, okay, I'm going to get in and I'm going to play, and I'm going to work on getting this shifted, changed, and adjusted, then that's what I'm going to do. That's the direction I'm going to head. If I'm really done with this, and I'm really finished with this story, this next month I'm going to say, I'm really finished with the story. I need to change and shift things so that I can go in a new direction. And that's the energy of this this next upcoming square. It's like we can sit around and complain about whatever went on in our childhood, whatever went on with our other encounters with others, but then what we're doing is we're carrying our baggage from previous relationships, interactions, dynamics. We're carrying that forward with us. It gives us a lens through which we look through the world. And, of course, we all look through the world with our own lens, right? But we, if we're looking through the world with a lens that's a little cloudy, distorted, whatever, uh, we're not necessarily seeing the world as it is. We're, or maybe we are seeing the world as it is. Maybe we never saw it that way before. Again, the duality of Mercury. I want you really playing with the dualities and saying, okay, you know, how is this going to work? So there's an energy afoot that wants us to figure out how we want to step up to things and how we want to do things, and it's contentious, and it's tied to last fall, and it's tied to March, and it is the energy of how do we take the approach, what approach do we take, and how do we do it? And with Mars and Cancer, changing every two and a half days, it's going to shift. But our job with this changing energy is to go, okay, is it shifting in a good way? Venus and Gemini out of bounds, or is it shifting in a way that's just kind of snarky and difficult? And if you're not going to recognize people's good intentions or their honest tries, which, you know, we're all, we're none of us are perfect, then your job is to, you know, if you're going to criticize, you want to kind of think about it. Uh, with Mercury in retrograde right now, maybe it's your issue. Maybe there's some transference. Maybe there's from some projection. Or it very well could be you're looking at it and you're going, no, I don't have any transference with this. I just don't want to play with this anymore. I want to shift it. I want to go. I want to do it. Then, you know, don't play with it. But it, no complaining. No complaining. Just go do it. That's how we get there. And the energy is very, very exciting this week in kind of a difficult way um, because the energy is really kind of poking at stuff. Poke, 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 poke. You know how those weeks are. (laughs) I don't have to remind you. Poke, 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 poke. But it helps us see something we hadn't seen before. Mercury retrograde, he wants to show us. Venus is Gemini, out of bounds. She wants us to make some choices, even if we maybe don't want to make them. So hopefully it won't be hard for you. Um, and hopefully it will be full of revelations that help you see clearly. And if some of the revelations are hard, that's okay too, because that's how we're. That's sometimes how we learn. It has to be a hard revelation. I hope not. I'm hoping for a, a happy, good resolution revelation. But I definitely can tell you revelations, and I definitely can tell you Mars is active, <laughs> and I definitely can tell you Mercury is playing tricky games. So we know it's going to be a fun week, right? Okay, so right now, today, the moon is in Aquarius. I'm sorry, I thought it was still in Capricorn, but it went out of Capricorn 
uh, yesterday afternoon. So it's in Aquarius today, the 30th and the 31st, the Memorial Day. And then it goes void at 2.14 a.m. with a trine to Venus. So moon, uh, moon and Aquarius trine Venus in Gemini. And it's void on Tuesday morning, 2.14 a.m. to 5.07 a.m. So we wake up Tuesday morning with the moon in Pisces. So it's Pisces moon Tuesday, Wednesday. It goes void at 7.10 a.m. on Thursday morning with a sextile to Pluto. And then it goes uh, void. It's void from 7.10 to 1.59 p.m. on the 3rd. And then it goes into Aries. And it's in Aries on the evening, afternoon of the 3rd, all day the 4th. The 5th, it goes void at 6.47 p.m. And it's moon square Mars. So it has a square to Pluto and it has a square to Mars closing aspect. So Thursday afternoon, Friday and Saturday, all a little contentious because of that moon square Mars. Now remember, we're in eclipse season, so we have this heavy-duty opposition energy going on. Uh, the moon goes void at 6.50 p.m. on the 5th. That's next Saturday, and at 1.46 a.m. it goes into Taurus, and it's in Taurus on the 6th and the 7th, going void at 11.07 a.m. on the 8th, Tuesday, with a trine to Capricorn. So the beginning part of the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, good. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, really bad. You know what I don't do? I don't normally do really bad, but I'm going to go really bad. It's Donald take cover days, especially Thursday. It kind of gets off, launched off. And then Saturday's just nasty. Saturday the 5th is nasty, nasty, nasty. Uh, and then we get to Sunday, and we kind of wake up, and we go, okay, it's not so nasty anymore. Uh, Sunday the 6th is nice, and the, the 7th. Now remember, we're in eclipse season. We're going from full to new moons. There's a big releasing going on. So a lot of times for the releasing to go on, there's a little conflict. So the Donald days for next week are Thursday and really, really big Saturday. I would just say to you, Saturday the 5th of June is a, is a hard day. We have, uh, <laughs> in addition to the moon in Aries, which means that Mars is answering to a moon in Aries. So it's Mars that's, that's active. Mars and moon can do mutual reception and switch places. So it can be a Mars in Aries and a moon in Cancer. Very sensitive. And then we have Mercury square Neptune, so something is revealed that we hadn't seen before. And then we have Mars opposite Pluto, which is building all week. In other words, as Mars gets within 10 degrees, he builds, he builds, he builds. And then we have the moon in Aries squaring Pluto. We have the moon in Aries joining Eris. We have the moon in Aries up squaring Mars, forming a big old T-square in the sky next uh, next Saturday. Um, you know, we've had a lot of stuff with the, glo the global networks being hacked and stuff. That's a really good day for a hack. So please back up your computers. But also that's just a really contentious day. Uh, and then, you know, the 6th is nice. So I'm going to be really interested to see what happens on next Saturday because it's a, a kick-buck kind of day. We don't often have days like that. But when we have them, everybody stops and went, goes, wow, that was really big. Okay, so this week, um, I don't mean to scare you, um, but just, you know, like just know that, it, especially if you've got stuff at 22, 24, because that's where Mars, 22, 24, 25, 26, that's where Mars is. 
Um, the sun is in Gemini, uh, nine degrees, nine and a half degrees Gemini going to sixteen and a half, and it's very busy this week. Um, it hook, you know, remember it's when we have the sun within fifteen degrees of the nodes of fate, we really feel it, and uh, it it's the eclipses, so we're making life choices, and the sun is on the north node, and that gets there on the thirty first. Uh, by declination and by aspect, because the nodes and the and the and the sun are all at the same declination, so that kicks off on May 31st around 8. You're back home from 8 p.m. You're back home from uh, your vacation. Then the sun is sesquiquadrate Pluto, um, and it kind of on the June 1st, which is okay. I'm back in it, and I'm I realize something. I really need to change. So sun sesquiquadrate Pluto says I really need to change some stuff, and then excuse me, the sun is in aspect to Pluto and Mercury uh, by declination, which is um, bonding with Pluto and trying to understand the power dynamics that are going on here. What is the, what is the power dynamics? And then we have the Mars, uh, we have the sun-Mercury, which is, oh, that's what it is. So watch for the reveal on the second and the third that's going to be kicking up the contention on the Saturday. Now what happens is Mars comes in we can feel it before, right? So it can be Thursday and Friday before it's complete on on uh, on Saturday. Sometimes weeks are hard. Uh, sun also trines Saturn on the third. Sun in Gemini trines Saturn in Aquarius. Okay, this is the direction we're going. It's parallel to Mars on June third. Time to take action and do something. And it also is really in the mood to kind of uh, affect our relationships. Sun opposite um, Juno on the 6th, which is, you know, what's going on with my relationships and direction. Mercury this week went retrograde yesterday, going to be retrograde till the, you know, go backwards, gets to 23, went retrograde to 24, moving kind of slow. Has aspects to Mars on the 2nd around direction and structure. Also has a square with Athena, which is how we approach things and how we do things and our strategic approach to stuff. And it's also contraparallel Pluto. So there's an argument between Pluto and the, and the Mercury, and normally they're buddies. Normally they get along. But Pluto's doing something, and Mercury's going, I don't think I can do that. And remember, Mercury's out of bounds, and he's retrograde. So when he doesn't want to do it, he's going to show us. He's, he's very high in the sky. He's very prominent right now, and he, he'll let us know stuff. So you want to watch for the reveal that happens when Mercury does that. Then he has an aspect to the nodes of fate on June 3rd. Uh, where he gets an opportunity and a choice about how to proceed and what he wants to do. And then, of course, he has the square to Neptune on the 5th. This is a retrograde square. It's his second of three. So he had one coming in. Now he's going backward, and he's pulling back the veil. And then he's going to have a third one at the end of June, beginning of July, when he goes over this point for the third time. But this is, I told you about it. Now I'm showing it to you. And then we'll figure out what we're doing with it in a couple of weeks. Venus this week, pretty quiet, not doing a lot of stuff. She's kind of happy camper because she goes into cancer on the 2nd. Um, and she goes from 26 uh, Gemini to 8 Cancer. And so Venus in Cancer is trying uh, Jupiter in Pisces. That's a positive, positive energy that kind of pushes us forward in a new direction. And the Sun is, uh, Venus is also biquintile Saturn on the 8th, so she's in a good to happy space. And she's also in a semi-square 
uh, to Uranus. So Venus semi-squares Uranus and Taurus, which has a lot of energy in terms of how we move forward, and she also has a sesquiquadrate with Saturn. Remember, Saturn and Uranus are having a square this year. So Venus this week talks to them and says, so what are you guys thinking about what you're going to do? Now remember, she's out of bounds in Gemini, so she's encouraging them to talk, um, and come up with their plan. And, you know, this is, a, this is a week where people are going to feel like I do need to make a plan, and we're going to watch the eclipse energy to see what comes up so it helps you decide. So Venus is pretty happy this week, um, although she does have that little stressful energy with um, Uranus and Saturn. But it's really more like saying to her, you know, you think you need to make a decision. Mars this week, as I mentioned, is very aggressive and difficult. He's in Cancer. He's answering to an Aquarius moon now. At the end of the week, when he goes into the Aries moon, he's really pretty aggressive and assertive. And Mars in Aries can be very direct in his communications. So beginning the week, tomorrow, May 31st, he has a trine to Neptune in Athena. So he gets alerted to the strategy. And it's funny, because last night when I was going to sleep, I was reading in Vanity Fair, Stacey Abrams has a new book out, and they excerpted it. And it was like an interesting kind of little excerpt. And I was like, oh, I may have to buy this book to find out what happened. Because it was, it was <laughs> it kind of set up a story, and I'm like, all right, I want to know more. I want to know more about what happened. Um, so Mars trines Neptune, which is, reveals something really important, gets passed. The film drops from his eyes. But as we get into the back end of the week, Mars is square to Eris on June 2nd. It's contraparallel Pluto on the 4th. It's aspecting the nodes in a crabby way on the 4th. It's quintile Jupiter saying, okay, Jupe, let's go. We're out of here. Opposite Pluto on the 5th, aspecting the nodes on the 6th, making really important decisions. And then quintile Saturn on the 8th. So Mars is super, super busy. This is a hard hard week on planet Earth uh, with Mars coming in for his opposition to Pluto and his square to Eris and his aspect to the nodes where he's saying, I am pointing out to you something you need to pay attention to and do something about. Neptune is in Pisces and it meets up with Athena in Pisces and that happens on May 30th. Again, there's an energy of having a new strategic approach to how we do things and then there's also Juno is in a biquintile to Ceres, uh, which is how do we partner with folks. So it's an interesting week. Just remember, everybody else is having these transits too. So you're having them, but they're having them. So when they have them and you're watching them go a little wild, you go, it's equipped season. Mars is really kind of wild right now. Venus is a little out of bounds. Everybody's a little sensitive. The moon's in Pisces is very sensitive. Moon in Aries is very aggressive. And I'm going to duck. I'm going to duck when the stuff, or, you know, maybe you want to fight with somebody. But it is clarifying. You will get to the end of this week, and you will know things you didn't know before. You will see things you didn't see before. And for that, we say thank you to the heavens for pointing out to us what's coming and to astrology that says to us, hey, we're moving forward. As Tony Krishner says, the world spins forward. Take care and have a great week. Ann Ortley signing off. Bye-bye.